0: It's really, really lovely to see you all and to see some people that I haven't seen for ages. So, yeah, welcome. Welcome to church this morning. I'm going to be speaking, following on from what we started last week, where this year our theme for Christmas is Merry Christmas, hashtag there's more to Christmas than this. And last week we had a look at, in John 1, where it talks about, God becoming flesh and dwelling within us, and that he sent his son, Jesus Christ. He came in the form of a baby. Jesus was fully man, yet fully human. And so this morning, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to just take some moments along the way to just stop and reflect on what that means for us, what that really means for us. This is such an important message that sometimes I think with the hype of Christmas and all the other stuff that, you know, we've tended to wrap around it, that sometimes we can miss it. We can miss the message, this baby, that Jesus came to earth humbly. And actually, he comes to those who are humble and so I just pray this morning that we have actually all come humble, recognizing that we have a need for something that is beyond ourselves, that we have a need for a saviour. And a saviour has been born, and his name is Jesus Christ. And we're going to look at the, the story around his birth now from Luke 2. <clears throat> so I'm just going to read from 1 to 7. So... He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. So let's just stop here. And just imagine that. It's kind of like, you know, we had the elections, didn't we, last week on Thursday. We had the polling days where everyone was gathering. And so we ask ourselves, why wasn't there any room in the inn for this mother and her husband and this baby about to be born? And we recognize that there's this consensus that is taking place. And so everyone is gathering to the town to be part of this consensus. So there is no room in the inn. So Jesus, the Savior of the world... Is born in a manger he came into the muck into the muck and into the mess so that we could identify with him as as someone who was fully human because he he actually did experience life just as we did but he was different because he was also fully God so he experienced Life, but he didn't, he never sinned. So that's what sets him apart from the rest of us because all of us have sinned and fallen short and done things that we would actually, that we've actually probably all regretted ourselves. So Jesus is born in this place, in the muck and in the mire. And God Himself did that to identify with us and to show us who God is and what He is really like. And I've just personally been thinking a lot about. um, The things that we do at Christmas and the way that we perhaps we make room for other things at Christmas. So we make room for our guests maybe. So we make our house ready for guests for Christmas and we make room for that so we can get busy doing that. I've got my granddaughter and my daughter and husband coming to stay with me. next Saturday. So I, I'm trying to get a room prepared for my granddaughter so that it looks more like a room um, for a child rather than a room that is just a dumping ground. Um, so in the lead up, we get ready to do that. I don't know about some of you, have you started emptying your, your freezers of all those dinners that you've been making and freezing for a rainy day so that you can make room for other food? So we make room in our freezers um, for that. We arrange our living rooms, don't we? Anyone has already arranged their, rearranged their living room just to make room for the tree? and some other. Yeah, a hand up there, thank you. Yes, hands up. <clears throat> so we do all this making room, don't we? And then we, we fill our days, don't we? We fill our days with visiting and receiving friends and family and maybe going to <clears throat> school nativity plays or carol services and things like that. So, so we can become busy, busy, busy. And if we're not careful... We, we're going to miss We're going to miss this, this movement of God, this movement of God on Earth, to us, not just then, but today and every day. His movement is towards us, to be with us. <clears throat> so we rarely think about making space for God. Or if we do, we tag it on to the end of our to-do list, and we, we leave him till last. And I just want to encourage you to make some room for him. Plan and prepare for him. What do you mean plan and prepare for him, Sarah? Just make some space. Maybe set aside a bit of time in the morning, or maybe lunchtime is better for you, or later in the day, just where you just stop and make space. Make room in your head. Get rid of some of that mental clutter that we can have, all these thoughts and worries. Make room there so that we can actually be thinking of him as we lead up to this Christmas season. Because, you see, God made room for us. He made room for us, and he made a way for us. So we're picking it back up now in Luke 2, um, from verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. I think I'd be terrified if I was in the middle of a field, <clears throat> and it's probably dark, and there are a host of angels. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. So that's amazing. And then suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. We've just been singing about that. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, can you imagine them? What was that? Let's go. But they said, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So let's stop here. Let's make a little stop here. So the shepherds were the first to hear about his birth, about Jesus' birth. They were the first to hear Usually when we're making an announcement of someone having a baby and I can see Chloe there and I'm going to see that little man in a minute. Chloe, oh, I want to see him now. Um, No patience. Basically, yes, so usually when we make announcements when we've had a baby, we usually tell our friends, our closest family and friends first, don't we? But here we see that the first to hear about his birth were the shepherds. Shepherds at that time but they were also the first to visit him. But to be a shepherd was considered to be a lowly position. They were basically living in fields, looking after sheep. Um, I mean, we do live in the countryside, don't we? So we can kind of imagine what it would be like to be living in a field. I mean, have you ever come across anyone that was just living in a field? Maybe you have. I know that sometimes that does happen today. But they were living in literally living in a field. And we know that if you're living in a field it's going to be mucky. So again, God comes God comes into the muck and the mire. But they, he, he he declared it first to the shepherds. So this wasn't an accident, just like the location of Jesus' birth wasn't an accident. What this is doing is it's it's telling us something about God. It's sending a message, and actually what we're doing is we're moving out of the mess that Jesus was born into. We've been looking at our mess last week, but we're moving out of the mess and into the message, and the message that God was sending loud and clear is that the Savior of the world, Jesus, the Messiah, didn't come to the proud or the powerful. He came to the lowly, to the humble, and to the outcast. It was an intentional intentional detail to tell us who God is and he's coming for the humble he's coming for the humble and he's coming for the humble today so if you're humble today and if you're broken by life and your life appears to be a mess to you then this is good news for you because Jesus came for you (laughs) he came for the humble for those considered least in society. They were living outside the town, not with everyone else. They weren't there where all the action was taking place, where everyone was busy. But actually, there's something for us there. There is something for us here. They were in the field, watching and waiting. They were watching and waiting over their sheep, but they were in that space where they were watching and waiting. So let's stop again. Are you watching and waiting for how God is wanting to come to you this Christmas? For how Jesus is wanting to come to you and come into your life, what he wants to do? Are you watching and waiting? Are you? Are you? Good. Let's be intentional about it. Let let it not be an accident. Let's be intentional about watching and waiting for God to come to us. Let's open our hearts like Stefan prayed. Let's open our hearts for him to come in. <laughs> I love it. It was an intentional detail. It wasn't random. What it does is it tells us who is important to him. Who is important to him? You're important to him. Everybody, regardless of Sex, male, female, age, young, old, babies, right to the very end of their lives, whatever your social status is, whatever your job is, this message is for you and you are important to him. It was part of his plan. I am announcing my presence to the lowly. (laughs) So no matter where you are or where you have come from or how lowly you think you may be, he came because of you. He came just for you. And that is good good news. (laughs) Jesus came for all people. We are all in a mess and we all need a savior. And actually, if we can't see our need for a Messiah, then we have missed the point. And that's why he came to the humble, because actually there is a scripture that I read out last week that says that those those that were his people, those that should have recognized him and known him and welcomed him in, didn't. They didn't recognize him for who he was. So they did not welcome him in. But the outcasts, the lowly, those that society just wanted to keep at the edge, thank you very much, and disassociated themselves with, that's who he came to. That's who, they're the people that actually received him those that weren't looking for him, that didn't know that he was coming, they received him. And today, you can receive him too. But are you watching and waiting? (laughs) Are you watching and waiting? I imagine that while they were in that field, that perhaps their senses might have been heightened. I don't know. I'm just thinking if I was in a field and it's dark, I think my senses would be heightened. We know that they would be watching out for their flock. And I'm just thinking, gosh, what a job. I'm glad I have this one. Is there any shepherds in here today? There's probably a few farmers, but probably not any shepherds. Or it may be that they were so used to it out there, watching and waiting, that they were really relaxed and ready to receive the message. But whatever they were, we, we, we read that they, it they say that they then are concerned and terrified. So this message got their attention. The message got their attention. Is the message getting your attention this morning? The message of Jesus coming humbly. For you, are you getting the message? They were in the field out of town away from the crowd, but when they heard the news, they were interested enough to go and see if it were true. So the next stop is they stopped what they were doing. They were there for a reason, that was their job, but they stopped what they were doing when they heard this message. They stopped what they were doing and they left their place of work because they wanted to go and see. There was something in the message that triggered something inside of them where they wanted to go and see for themselves. They wanted to see for themselves if this message were true. (laughs) And we need to always be, even those of us who have perhaps been believing this message for years and years, we need to always be wanting to go and see him, to just keep be reminded of the fact that it is true. Christmas is such a good time to be reminded of the fact that it is true. It is true. it is not an abstract story. It is true and it is real. Jesus is real. He's as real today as he was then, when he was a baby. He is real, and he's coming to us today if we will receive him, for those who receive him. He's still coming. But you know, he can just pass by. He can pass by us. I would not want Jesus to pass me by to be overlooked. (laughs) It's not that he's wanting to overlook anyone. It's just that we're not not willing to receive him. Are you willing to receive him today? (laughs) And I reckon that because they left their sheep, that actually their lives probably got a little bit messier. Sometimes I think we have an expectation that if we, if we come to Jesus, our lives are going to get easier and be less messy. Well, we hear that the shepherds, they, they still had to go back to their ordinary life. They went back to their ordinary life, but there was a difference. There was a difference. They were changed. <laughs> they were changed from the inside. They were excited about life. They were excited about life because they'd seen the saviour of the world for themselves. And they were the first ones to be told and the first ones to go and visit him. Isn't that amazing? That story is so amazing. It reminds me of where Jesus says later on in the gospels, you know, about those that are first will be last. So the first that you would have expected to go and see Jesus would be the religious leaders. The first that would have had the good news but no, the last, the people that are considered the last in the society, they received the news first, and they got to visit Jesus first. That's the kind of God that we're talking about. That is the, t- the kind of God. That is who God is. That is what he does. He is for everybody. And he has a particular heart and lean towards people who are not treated right. That is good news. That is the gospel. That is the message that we're talking about this morning. (laughs) I love it. So what's our response this morning? Well, first of all, I just want to remind you that God started it. God is the initiator. He came first. He didn't wait for us to order a baby or anything like that. He he initiated it. That was his plan. It was part of a plan. It wasn't an accident. It was part of a plan. It wasn't random. So the main action in Advent, actually in the lead up to Christmas, it does belong to God. You know, he's 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 the real action person in this. But actually, he asks us to wait and not to wait passively for God to act. Rather, we have to make intentional room for God to be something that we welcome, the action that perhaps he wants to do in us. So that it's something that we welcome so that we can actually pay attention to it when it happens. And here the images of the inn and the stable are helpful. There was no room for Mary, Joseph and Jesus because it was too full. The stable was poor And simple but it had space for them to take shelter so what are the superficial concerns and worries that maybe you might need to let go of in order to make room for Jesus to come to you again this Christmas and remember it's not just Christmas Christmas is Jesus is wanting to come to us every day he wants to be with us he desires to be with us (laughs) Is my life too busy? And am I rushed with the preparations? Or am I building in time to make space for Jesus, the Christ child? Maybe you need to clear away the clutter. Some of the physical clutter, but actually maybe the mental clutter. Where we take things upon ourselves so that you can experience God coming to you for yourself and know deep within, not just know in your head, but know inside that God is with you. So maybe we need to make some space. So shall we make a bit of space now, Will, if the, if, um, where's Matt gone? If Matt wants to come up, we'll just make some space, make some room, This message is for you. This message is for you if you've been following Jesus for a long time. And this message is for you if perhaps you haven't really, you know, thought about it that much. But I want you to know that this message is for you. You are not excluded from this message. Whoever you are, this message is for you. God is with you. And he wants to be with you. And he wants you to be with him. So will you receive him this morning? Will you make room for him? And maybe think about what it is that you believe about Jesus. We're going to be singing about that in a moment. But Lord, I pray that as we, as we just have a moment, just a breather, Lord. that you would speak to each of us. And thank you for being with us, not just at Christmas, not just today, but for always, you said you're gonna be with us to the end of the age. Thank you, Jesus, amen.